get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. We are happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to help us preview tonight's game between the Blues and the Canucks. It is Patrick Johnston on the other side of the line. He is the Canucks reporter for the province and the Vancouver Sun. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Rising Action. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. How you doing, my friend? I am great. Uh, we're very happy to be here, guys. How are we doing? Uh, doing all right. So the Canucks have had a fantastic start to the season so far, but uh, Patrick, the, the nerdy numbers seem to suggest that it's all a mirage <laughs> and that eventually it's going to come <laughs> crashing down on the Vancouver Canucks. You watch this team on a night-in, night-out basis, though. How real is what you're watching from them, in your opinion? Well, let's just say that uh, the mirage, is it, it, it's like there's a, there's a beautiful cake, right? The cake is great. You love the cake. The mirage is like what's on the very top of what it is. The Canucks have had a great season. A lot of what they're doing is very much, or a lot of their success is very much about what they have been doing. Um, they are running very hot when it comes to actually scoring goals. And so I think more than anything, that's kind of what we've been dialing in on. And as you said, the nerdy numbers. No, there's no way they're going to keep scoring this many goals. It can't possibly carry on. They can't keep getting away with this. Doing it. <laughs> so, no, they've been playing great hockey, very solid in the back, breaking the puck out well, you know, all the stuff you need to do. And l- listen, they have had some luck getting some goals, but they've also just got a lot of talent up front. And uh, and so so this team has been driven by the efforts of Leas Patterson, by the efforts of JT Miller, by the efforts of Quinn Hughes, and obviously in the back end, like they, this defense core has been playing as well, probably better than anybody expected, and they're getting the goaltending. So, I mean, it's, it's an incredible mix right now. They're probably not going to keep scoring as many goals as they have, but that just means they're going to have to start winning one goal games as opposed to winning games by two or three goals. You know, Patrick, here in St. Louis, we're talking so much about, you know, this retool that the Blues are in and how fast right. they can get out of it. And, you know, looking at the Vancouver Canucks, they didn't do it in like the blow it up and rebuild. They kind of did their own retool to where, you know, they were competitive for a couple of years and then all of a sudden they burst onto the scene as a first place team. How did they accomplish that? Well, I think a lot of it to understand, honestly, is finally finding the right coach. Uh, and I would say a word, I will steal a word that uh, you know management here likes to use, that alignment. GM Patrick Elvine and President Jim Rutherford love talking about alignment. There's a real sense from top to bottom of what they're trying to do. That, it, that the guys in the AHL, Ryan Johnson, you know, ex-Blue Ryan Johnson, has been, become a big figure here uh, running the AHL team. He's been doing that for years. He's a big figure in the front office. But but for a long time, you know, he he wouldn't say it outright, but you, you could tell by what he was saying. He would feel frustration in terms of how the, the sort of AHL team and the development program were kind of set aside, and they weren't focused in from the top. Management wasn't all that focused on what it really all meant. But now... This is a group that's come from Pittsburgh. So much of the Penguin success under Rutherford, you know, six, seven years ago, winning the Stanley Cup was about the fact that they took development, you know, that guys from 
uh, you know, on the bottom end of your roster, you need to find internally, you need to develop sort of lower end prospects into solid players. Uh, and, and at the top of all that, you needed a coach who had a system that made sense, who the players believed in and, and were lined up with. And, and Rick Tockett is an absolutely fantastic story. And I don't mind saying that at this point, you know, obviously the, the example I've been saying this morning, he, you know, Kelly Chase posting about, Rick coming to visit him in hospital last night. I mean, what a story. And and Rick is that guy. He is authentic. He cares about people. He he cares about his players. He cares about people beyond his team. He just wants everyone to feel good, everyone to succeed. He's trying to figure out who people are. And and he really gets on their terms, right? He doesn't come in saying, you got to be like this, you got to be like this. He comes in and says, how can I make you be the best person you are? And how can I set you up for success? And he has just been such an incredible story this season. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. There's kind of a funny, slow build here. They obviously found some top-end talent. I've already mentioned Hughes, Patterson, uh, Demko, all guys they drafted. They obviously traded for JT Miller, uh, well, five years ago now, which is wild to think about. Um, But, you know, they've hit some real home runs at the top end of the lineup. But but they finally have found some really good stuff. There were some really good moves in the offseason to to build out the depth, and they've got this coach who really has been coming. It's, it's in- been a great story here. It's interesting, Patrick, that you mentioned it, it took the right coach to be able to get that out of them. Yeah. When you looked at it over the last couple of seasons and they go through three different coaches in what is essentially a one-year span, was there yeah. questions in your mind of, hey, is the group of players actually the problem? Did that go through your mind and through Vancouver's fans' minds, or was it always, a, hey, just get the right coach in here. This is going to be fine. Well, you look at the turnover on defense. You look at the defense core that that Travis Green had when you know when before he was let go at the beginning of December 2021, and uh, there there is a question that hangs out there from uh, one of our colleagues here, Jeff Patterson, who who asked Travis at his last press conference we had with him about penalty killing, and the Canucks' penalty killing was atrocious at the end of Green's tenure. You know, what about the players you have? And, and Green said, "Well, this is who we have." And I, you know, I don't think he, he was ever publicly frustrated with the, with the roster he was had it, but there was a lot of, there was just a lot of stuff they didn't need, or you know, depth players who didn't add anything, or there wasn't guys you could fill up. They didn't have an Ian Cole, they, Carson Susie. I mean, who's been injured, but the, Carson Susie. They didn't have a Carson Susie. They didn't have a Nikita Zadorov. You know, I would say the biggest criticism you could have about Jim Bob. There are many things criticized about Jim Benning, but Jim Benning really liked the look of players, but he wasn't great at understanding what players actually did. And and this management team has been a, a lot better at that. You know, they turned over in the end. They kept kept turning over the roster. They haven't sat on players. So so don't get me wrong. It's not just about the coach, but it is it, it, you know it is about finding the players. But yeah, I mean Travis Green had sort of I think run to the end of his rope. Coach has only been, so many things to say. You guys know that story very well with, with what's happened with Craig Berube. You know, Bruce Boudreaux came in. He was a breath of fresh air in terms of personality, in terms of sort of mentality but not a great tactical systems coach. There was things that happened or things that weren't happening defensively that were leading to a lot of the problems that happened last year. This team couldn't kill penalties with bleeding chances against. Um, Tockett and, and, you know, Adam Foote has been an interesting story. Adam Foote is Tockett's main assistant. He brought brought him in when uh, Tockett got hired at the end of January last year. Foot didn't have a lot of high-end coaching experience. He coached his kids' team. He had been a development coach for the the Avalanche. He had sort of one year that didn't go very well at all in in the Western Hockey League. 
Um, and he came in, and, and he's a guy that Talkett said, listen, this guy thinks the game really well. I want to see if he can become a coach. I asked Talkett uh, before Christmas when I was doing the story on foot. I said, how how far has Adam come as a coach? And Rick looked at me and he said, about a million percent. You know, this is a guy that recognizes talent and he's figured out ways to make them better than what they have been. And if you look at players like JT Miller or like Quinn Hughes or Elias Pettersson, all three of those guys have taken their game to a new level and are, are an amazing story. And it, it, you would be, you know, you would be wrong uh, if you ignore the influence of talking and all this. He's been such a good story, like I said, off the top. You know, they, they, in the end, the players need to change as well, but the coach is the biggest part of the story here, I think. We're talking with Patrick Johnson, uh, Canucks reporter for the province in Vancouver's Sun. So, so you mentioned Quinn Hughes there, Patrick, and this is this is a player, and I'm not sure how much you've seen of Scott Perunovich's career or when he's played, but this was a player that when the Blues drafted him and when they started to develop him, everybody talked like, hey, he could be somebody like a Quinn Hughes. What what happened with Quinn Hughes's game to where you said, like, hey, he has now stepped into that status? And what when you hear another team or another person say, like, this guy could be a Quinn Hughes, what does that look like? Uh, I mean, he's a guy that uh, he's got the drive, you know, that you always want to see in your elite players, right? You've got guys who've got the talent, but they don't necessarily all, always have the passion. He has that passion. He came out of last season looking around what his team needed to be. I think he was challenged by Talkett, said, listen, I think you can be you, – I, I love who you are, and I think you can be a whole other level of player. So, you know, especially early in the season. We, we haven't seen this so much lately, and I think partly maybe because he, he got worn down. The Gus played an insane schedule coming into Christmas. No team played more games between Halloween and Christmas than the Vancouver Canucks. And I think he's hit the wall a little bit, but – before that, he was driving the net. He was taking shots. There were nights when he was having something like 12 shot attempts a night, and that's from the blue line, right? Like, here's a guy who was using his feet to put himself into a chance uh, position to score, and he was scoring. And he was driving the bus on the power play. He just looked at what he had, and I think what he had in his skill set, and said, I want to be like this guy. We think of how, like, Kale McCarr just absolutely dominates shifts. I think Hughes went and looked at that and said, I can be that too. And he's been that quality of player. Um, and, and, you know, some of it too is he's had a very interesting partnership with Phil Hronick, who the Canucks picked up from the Red Wings last year. Hronick, you know, also an offensive-minded defenseman, good puck skills, a guy who could put put the puck on the tape. And, like, literally, we mean that, right? Like, that, that's such a thing that is underrated in, in as an ability. You know, every pass is exactly where Hughes needs it to be. Kronek is great at opening up lanes for Hughes and great at giving him the puck when he needs to be and also being a, an effective partner that the two of them, you know, when they get the offensive zone, which they are a lot, and that's what you want, they're great at running the top of the top of the slot, great at creating space, finding holes, finding the guys down low. You know, just the, it's not even... It's not even the word is not transformation. It's evolution, growth, and that's everything that Hughes has been this year. He's, he's been the player that he was when he was younger. Plus, you know, plus, plus, plus. Patrick Johnston covers the Canucks for the province and the Vancouver Sun. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Rising Action. Patrick, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. Enjoy the game tonight, and hopefully, we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks, guys. Great to be here.